This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the president's chief medical advisor, says we're in a new phase of the pandemic. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. And to be clear, Dr. Fauci says that we haven't gotten rid of the virus, but now we've got tools like vaccines and COVID tests to help curb the spread. Joining us now to discuss what it means to be in a control phase in the U.S. is Dr. Mia Teramina. She's an infectious disease specialist with Dooley Health and Care. Hi, doctor. Welcome back. Hey, Sasha. So we're in this control phase now. What does that look like? You know, it looks a little different here in the U.S. uh, compared to, you know, many, many other places in the rest of the world. Make no mistake, there is still a worldwide pandemic. We just have a scenario in the United States right now where we are so uh, far down in our case counts compared to the absolute peaks of the Omicron surge. So we're in this kind of transition phase and approaching what's this control phase where we can get to a point where we continue to move through our day-to-day alongside this pandemic and hopefully in the absence of the emergence of severe uh, variants that cause a stress in our healthcare system, we can continue to press forward. So I really, I have tremendous respect for Dr. Fauci, and certainly there's been some scrutiny in that statement. But in reality, we are nowhere near where we were uh, during the peak, and we've been in a a very stable place for, for several weeks here. Yeah. Well, what does it mean for us here in Illinois, specifically? So we're seeing in Illinois, similar to what we're seeing in other states around the country, where we are seeing numbers come up, but numbers alone are not reliable. We know that so many people are testing at home. And I speak with people every day who are like, I swear, I think I have more friends with COVID now than I did in January. And for many people, that is their experience at this time after spring break and whatnot. But for those of us in healthcare, are we seeing some patients in the hospital? Yes. Are we seeing some unfortunate deaths? We are. There there are fewer than there were. I think we had on our last count around 15 in the entire state Uh, in a single day, which is just substantially decreased. Um, And we're still seeing several hundred deaths per day in the United States, which is so much lower than it was, but comparing it to a average flu season pre-COVID, that's still so, so much higher than what we've ever seen in, in average flu seasons. So, Yep. In Illinois, we do see numbers coming up. For the most part, we have a lot of mild cases. We do have some of our most vulnerable folks that we really need to keep an eye on and make sure that we are intervening with those therapeutics that we have available to us if we have breakthrough infections in our seniors and in our most vulnerable. Yeah. And just to to clarify something you, you just said, the latest COVID numbers they actually show the state reporting more than 4,500, 4,500 new positive tests last week, which is the most that we've seen since February, doctor. And and considering what you mentioned, that these numbers, you know, don't include at-home tests, are we undercounting? Oh, we're definitely undercounting okay. um, by, by a tremendous factor. Um, and when I hear that there are five counties in the state of Illinois that are now in that moderate phase, you know, meaning more than 200 cases per 100,000 residents, um, it, it's more than that. I mean, certainly when we see what is around us, uh, an uptick in trends and an uptick in numbers, we have to be mindful that, you know, COVID is around and COVID is spreading. And if you are gathering and if you are, you know, relaxing some of 
of your own individual precautions. The chances of coming down with this, um, if you haven't already or haven't recently, are, are pretty pretty well there. Um, you know, we know 60% of all Americans have some COVID antibodies from recovery. So know it or not, the majority of us in the U.S. have had COVID before. Um, but the reliability and durability of these antibodies over time is all over the map. So we still have to be vigilant if we're going to be in higher risk scenarios. Do you think it's possible for us to go back to a pandemic phase? Absolutely. I mean, all it takes is a variant that, you know, further evades our our vaccine uh, immunity and uh, our existing antibodies. We're now seeing some data coming out of South Africa that some further sublineages of Omicron, BA4, BA5, as we keep going down the sublineages, people that recovered from earlier strains of Omicron are getting reinfected with these later strains, even if they've been fully vaccinated. So we, we do have this potential Uh, Even having all of your vaccines and your boosters and having been COVID recovered, we still have the potential of being reinfected. And now two plus years into this pandemic, I fully expect to start hearing more and more individuals who are experiencing COVID for the second and third and fourth time as time goes on. Oh, my goodness. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sasha Ann Simons. That's infectious disease specialist Dr. Mia Teramina. We're talking about how the state is counting COVID cases right now and Uh, We're in this control phase of the pandemic. You touched on hospitalizations a moment ago, doctor. Um, Numbers from last week, more than 50 people were admitted to COVID wards each day. How do levels of hospitalization right now compare to that Omicron surge that we saw back in January, December? Mm, They're definitely nowhere near what we saw in in, January. December and January. That was something I had never seen before in my career, even with the previous uh, waves. We had periods of time where a community hospital with 300 beds had over 100 COVID admissions. So, I mean, we were looking at tremendous numbers. Right now, even though in our community, one of the metrics we look at are those case counts per uh, 100,000 people, we're also looking at how many hospital beds are being occupied by COVID cases. And even in these counties with moderate transmission, we're looking at only one to 2% of hospital beds being occupied by COVID patients. So a hospital, a community hospital with 300 uh, beds might only have uh, six or seven patients with COVID at any given time, and not necessarily all of those being serious or in the intensive care unit. So Mm -hmm. in that regard, we're so much better than we had been. But am I getting COVID consults nearly every day? Yes, I am. Yeah. We're, we're seeing an increase in vaccinated people dying from COVID. How effective are these vaccines? Ah, the vaccines do remain very effective at preventing severe illness and death. The unfortunate reality is now that we have uh, those who have been fully vaccinated and boosted, we are you know, having so many antibodies within the community that we start to see the most vulnerable being the ones that have the more severe breakthrough infections. During the Omicron surge, the vast majority of deaths were in folks over age 75. These are people that, you know, we all wanted to protect our parents and grandparents and get them vaccinated first in line and get them their boosters and let them sort of get out and about and enjoy, you know, some of the things that they sat out from. But they are the most vulnerable for breakthrough. They don't develop as robust of an antibody response to the vaccines as younger folks do. And they're 
uh, efficacy of their vaccines wane faster over time, which is why we bring up this conversation point about fourth doses for the most vulnerable. And that's why we are seeing more vaccinated people Mm -hmm. dying of COVID than ever before. Any new insight into long COVID and why some people develop those long-term symptoms? Yeah, they're really starting to, to... begin some larger scale studies on this. And I think the reality is that there's some dozens and dozens of symptoms of long COVID that people claim they're experiencing. We need to really work on a working definition of what long COVID is and what the hallmarks and symptoms of long COVID are to make that diagnosis. So we don't simply have people two or three months after COVID saying they're experiencing any of a range of symptoms and attributing it to COVID when it may not necessarily be part of a post-COVID yeah. illness. So we probably have a, a decent number of people with long COVID, but it might not be this 30% of people experiencing symptoms longer than several months. It's probably a lower number than that, but not a number to be disregarded. And that's something that is going to be the legacy of this pandemic when we truly are on the other side of it. We're going to have uh, a portion of the population that never gets back to the baseline that they had pre-COVID. And that's something that uh, we have to really work through. We've been hearing that a vaccine for kids and toddlers could be here by June. Dr. Taramina, we've also heard this before. I've asked you (laughs) a thousand times over the past year. How do we know for sure this time? Well, I I say... uh, Not for sure. Nothing is ever for sure. But we do have dates on the books. And that hasn't happened before. You know, the last time that happened was in early February when we really thought we were going to hear something good. And that's when we heard the news from Pfizer that they needed to go back to the drawing book a little bit. But for the first time, we have emergency use authorization applied for and a date on the books. Right now, it's the 1st of June. And that's where we're expected to have really pointed conversations on the benefits, risks uh, of, of moving forward with a vaccine in this age group, and if indeed it's going to be approved for everyone in this age group, for just the most vulnerable, and we'll have to see what pans out from that. But unless there is some cancellation of those intended meetings, that looks like where we're moving forward. We should have the first week of June a lot more information. Very good news. That is Dr. Mia Termina with Dooley Health and Care. Dr. Termina, thank you as always. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, you too. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.